Or we could go with uh, to soothe the savage beast, or we can say that's not the monster mash, and go on with our VD Clinic 2019 Halloween referral slip. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. It's, it, that made him stop playing the music, or you blocked it out. But no, maybe not. <laughs> in, in case we're already going. And in, in case, case you couldn't are. tell, uh, I'm Darren, and with me, is before Vanessa, I was here, yes. Vanessa, in the uh, soulful sounds of Brooklyn, <laughs> my neighbors are having some sort of, um, uh, not a party, this is just a kind of a pretty regular occurrence with their windows open, and... Um, yeah, the music is usually pretty good, and yeah, it's enjoy. I'm enjoying it tonight. So, un- unfortunately, you will probably hear some of it in the background. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And Maybe it'll drown out the police sirens. <laughs> Maybe, or you know, they'll they'll play some Public Enemy, and we won't be able to tell the difference. Oh, wait a minute. Or is that the ambulance? That sounds like music, but. I'm hearing it <laughs> through your microphone. You see, you start talking about public enemy and it immediately changed. <laughs> Actually, they could start playing that at any point too, because these neighbors that play this, they also do uh, pull out, you know, more old school hip hop. Yeah. Which I also, I am like, okay, I appreciate the music. <laughs> they pull out the Motown, the reggae, occasionally the reggaeton. <laughs> But that's usually more daytime, so. Yeah. Anyway, this is the VD Clinic, and we are not talking about my neighbor's music anymore. <laughs> no, we're, <laughs> we're checking uh, We're checking Dr. Vanessa for a possible THC overdose. God. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Could Darren continue for a moment while I collect myself? Yeah, so this, well, this is my second year. I can't remember if... It was done before me. It was not. It was not. So welcome back, Motown Philly, back again, since we were speaking of the boys to men. Um, that was before, the, we, I guess, we started. We weren't. Well, you, you said, yeah. Anyway. Sorry, David. Um, we are here with our Halloween month referral slips, and... If you have never listened to a referral slip episode of the VD Clinic, it is, we usually can only do one episode a month that has any sort of reading and stuff that our, our normal shit has. So uh, occasionally you will see these where we just sort of pick a theme or something like that and we come up with a couple suggestions. The episodes tend to be shorter, but not always. We are big fans of Halloween, so... Well, and you know, we haven't done one of these in a while because we did those Handmaid's recaps. We did. For like three months. So, yeah, it's been a while since we've done one of these. And I didn't see the numbers for those months, so I don't know if those are more popular than our referral slips episodes. But if you're hearing us say this, then you at least like it. Hopefully, <laughs> unless unless you're hate listening to us, like I keep joking, there's someone is. <laughs> someone is. Download us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not above saying that. If you're gonna yeah. hate listen to us, yeah. If you're gonna hate listen, you know, Psycho Semantic <laughs> got a a little troll the other day, and I hope he downloaded it. Okay. And, um, but I don't know. Anyway. Spooky things. Spooky things. Yeah, it's um, that time of year again. Tense. Basically, it's, well, it's always that time of year, in my opinion. My <laughs> normal decor 
looks like, yes, the Halloween store. But um, yeah, this is kind of my favorite time of the year. I think I don't think that surprises anyone. No, no. Well, it's like, you know, the, the Olympics are only every four years, right? But it's not like mm-hmm. people don't train in between. Um, okay. October October <laughs> is the Olympics for horror-themed podcasting. You know, people do their 31 of 31. I don't know if you do that. I'm not really doing it this year. But I just... I'm trying, but I'm not getting... I'm not getting strictly every, you know, one every day like I, you know, have in years past, which is fine with me. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to allow horror TV shows like Binge Watch or whatever, you know, to count instead or something. Because there are a bunch of series that I need to catch up with. You know. One one perhaps might be my first suggestion. Okay. I don't know. Well, so... So before we get to that, I want to say, while I was trying to come up with my list, I realized, you know what, let me go back and listen to what we suggested last year, because I'm like, knowing me, I'm going to suggest the same thing again. (laughs) And sure enough, there was something on the list. (laughs) Was there? You didn't happen to write down what I suggested, did you? I did. Oh, you did. Okay. I I did. And what's interesting is that out of the list between like things that you and I said individually, there were four items out of let's see. 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14, 15, 16. Out of 16 suggestions, there were four items that we have covered on this show or will cover on this show. Really? Yes. So House of the Devil we covered. The Haunting we covered. Um, oh, wait. So five items. Shirley Jackson. That was also a suggestion. And Smooth Talk. Really? And, um, and that, yeah, and that story, that Joyce Carol oh, story. Where are you going? Where have you been? Yeah. So, yeah. So we've had all of that as suggestions. And one of these that's on here actually is related to something I'm going to suggest today. Okay. Yeah. Not exactly the same, but similar. But, oh, and Tales from the Hood, which we are going to cover. <laughs> was that, which one of us was that? That was you. Okay. Was I, I I'm guessing I was recommending horror anthologies? Or did um, I just maybe, say Tales from well, the Hood? Maybe, you said Tales from the Hood, but you had, you had also said Trick or Treat. Uh-huh. So maybe you had, you had, you were kind of thinking some horror anthology type stuff, okay. but it just, you didn't say it. But I thought that was interesting. We know what we like here at the VD Clinic. And there was one item I was actually going to suggest on here that I am not suggesting again. (laughs) So I'm not going to say it again. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think we were both going to recommend Tales from the Hood just so that you're ready for our next episode. But Right. That's true. That's going to be our big episode um, coming up at the end of the month. But... um, so now, now what do you want to, you were talking about, you mentioned a TV series. I did. That you were going to recommend. And what, pray tell, is that? Have you been watching Creepshow? No, I have not. Okay. Do you have Shudder? Or have you considered yes, watching Creepshow? I have Shudder, but I have forgotten about watching Creepshow. Have you ever, have you considered letting Creepshow into your heart? <laughs> I need to watch before that. I need to watch what we do in the shadows. You haven't watched that yet? Or no. are you just behind? You haven't watched any of it yet? No. Oh. Okay. Because I was bogged down time wise when were, it was. You, and I didn't, I was already behind and I was like, oh shit. And I, then I felt like I felt like I was too behind. I, and I was I like, remember. well, I'll just binge it all at once. 
Oh, I think you're in for a treat. Okay. Especially if you you like the movie, right? Of course. Oh yeah, I love the movie. Um, it's it's definitely it's got that humor. Yeah, uh, you know, I wasn't sure how mm. I was gonna like it because it was gonna be different vampires and stuff, but oh, that was gonna be one of my suggestions. I've got two movie series, Creep Show and What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. And oh god, sorry. I am a big fan of that series. I've I've already gone back and rewatched a couple of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna enjoy the Vampire Council, and I don't know if you've seen the uh, the meme that's been going around now that everybody gets to decorate for Halloween, but the vampire going, "Ooh, look, creepy paper," and it's like, it's, "That's crepe paper, master." That's from that show. If you've seen that. Uh, yeah, I okay. have. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, funny, funny shit. Uh, I watched that on Hulu. I don't know how you're going to watch it. But you know, I, I saw that in. it's on Hulu. So now I'm like, oh shit. Okay. I'm going to, that's exactly part of what I'm going to do this week. <laughs> it's oh, awesome. Yeah. I, no, I've... I finished something else that I was watching first and, and so now I'm like, okay. I'm watching this. <laughs> yeah, I, I might get Fact, yelled I might at. watch it after we finish recording. <laughs> you totally should. I, I might get yelled at by our more hardcore horror friends, but I would recommend watching that before watching the new creep show. I like the new creep show. It's cool and everything. But one thing is they're only putting out one episode per week. So right now there's only two episodes out. So you know, you can wait a while if you're going to do a couple at a time. And what we do in the shadows is all there. But um, with Creepshow, I mean, it starts off really cool. I like the animation. I like the practical effects. You know, the Howard Berger, 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 however you say his name, the K&B guys, they're involved. Adrian Barbeau's in the first episode. Still in love with her. Um, oh, that's that's really <laughs> cool. That's really cool. Yeah, there, there's a lot of little Stephen King Easter eggs, especially in the right. first episode. But they've got, yeah, Adrian Barbeau, Tobin Bell, Dana Gould. Just, you know, everybody's lining up to be, you know, have a cameo in the show. And lots of cool people. Um, P- DJ, what's that super, that... Uh, that really tall, skinny actor, DJ Quails or PJ Quails. DJ Quails. He was in one of the more recent episodes. Um, I guess the recent episode. They're cut into half. So it's two episodes or stories per episode. And he was in this week's. But I'm getting ahead of myself and maybe I'm talking too fast. Uh, I've been on coffee a lot today. So we toss it back to you. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, apparently the party, the party has picked up. Okay. Um, no, so what I watched the other day that I just, speaking of Shudder, I hadn't seen in ages, but I, I, I've always loved is the changeling from 1980 with George C. Scott and Melvin Douglas, where he, where George C. Scott plays um, a pianist who's lost his wife and daughter. And, and um, then he moves into this, you know, it's haunted house, whatever type story. And even though I know exactly what's going to happen, every single bit of that movie it still gets me that part in it. Have you seen it? Changeling? <laughs> yeah. 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 I would figure that I, I would think that you had, but you I, never know though. I wasn't, going to assume. <laughs> I wasn't going to assume. Sorry. I was just checking. There's just that one point where the ball comes down the stairs, which I mean, I guess spoiler, but every it's been seen a million and one times and imitated a million and one times. You know, but it's the way it's set up in that in that and filmed. It 
always sends a shiver down my spine. Always. Just because of the camera angles and the sound design with it. It uh, it really is a truly creepy movie. Yeah. Nice. And it wasn't it was a movie. I it was a night that I was watching it by myself and I had only one light on. My neighbors were actually quiet. <laughs> 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 and um and so I was here, just me and the cat, and I'm watching this and uh, I just all of a sudden just like got this chill and I was like, uh, okay. And I had to look over my shoulder for a minute. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. I know I'm fine. <laughs> and that to me, like I said, I have seen this movie so many times, but that is just such a good feeling of that. Yeah. It's a movie that still gets me. Not the, not of course the same exact way as it did the first time, but you know, the element of surprise isn't there, but still it's the setup and you've seen it imitated in other films, but the, this, the way it's executed is just perfect. And George C. Scott is so good in this. He's so good. You know, you've seen him in other roles where he's very over the top, (laughs) but he's much more nuanced in, in this. You know, and it's actually it's actually surprising that you're you know you're kind of like wait whoa okay. Even though it's still, (laughs) I really like him in haunting. uh... It's not quite the haunting, but as far as you know the the chills, but it's still it delivers some of that in my opinion. Yeah, I love him in uh, Doctor Strangelove. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That's a whole other, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. That's another kind of scary. Or a whole other podcast. Mm. I like, I like what you said about when a horror movie or something can get you to, you know, check behind you. And, uh. There's not a lot that can do that to me. There really isn't. But just every once in a while, even if something has a stupid jump scare in it and that I might jump, that just, it's because I get startled. (laughs) I don't, I startle easily, but it's not an actual scare. Do you, there's a distinction. That's like, I I forget who, what comedian said it recently, but talking about horror movies, they said that's like if a comedian goes out into the audience and tickles you. Yeah. You know, technically you laughed, but it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, not, not that a well-placed one isn't fun to get that little jolt. Well, but... you can have a jump scare, when I say that loosely, you can have one that is actually a scare. It's a, but it's different than a jump startle, a jump and startle. most things that are, <laughs> and most things that are considered a jump scare are a jump startle. Yeah. They startle you for a moment, but they're not long lasting. The cat, the laundry board folding right. out from the wall. Yeah. Yeah. The you know somebody walking up behind you and saying, "Hey, what's going on?" But they make it seem so drastic that it's like, "Did it?" Like, oh. yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like that jump startled. I don't know. I'm. You're a very smart woman, but I'm surprised I've never heard that before. <laughs> I have my moments, but I, it's it is a true distinction in my opinion, because I really do startle easily, but I don't scare easily. There is a big difference. <laughs> I have to. I've had to defend myself. <laughs> this is how this term came about. <laughs> oh, I guess I should clarify a little bit when I was rattling off names from Creepshow. Uh, for for those listening, when I said Giancarlo Esposito, that's Gus from Breaking Bad. And when I said Tobin Bell, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but most famously, he's the albino hitman in The Firm. And he's in Saw. Oh, right. I don't like those movies. Yeah, Sorry. I know. But, <laughs> but a lot of people know them. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I like the first one. I, I, I do, too. 
I don't uh, love it, but I like it. And Adrian Barbeau, just call her Billy. Everyone does. Um, <laughs> she's Adrian fucking Barbeau. Oh, God. <laughs> the movies, too. Yeah, go ahead. Watch watch the show and the movies. But, yeah, those were, those were the two things that I, I recommend. I've been watching some scary reality type stuff that I'll just leave off of this show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, sad documentaries and Mississippi oh. burning, other other kinds oh, of. Oh scary yeah, well, that's things. a whole other. I'm actually listening to a podcast about that case, so <laughs> we can compare notes off mic. <laughs> um, boy, I leave I lead a depressing life. <laughs> oh, you know, we we finished the Atlanta child murders uh, podcast. And gotta move on to another. Oh, I, I bet I listen to many cases all at one time. So, <laughs> so you're, yeah. Did, oh, did you watch Mindhunter? The oh, season co- of Mindhunter? Of course. Oh, okay. I think Darren, that would also work. Huh. Darren, what kind of question is that for me? <laughs> you, you never have time to do anything. So I'm always surprised when you have. Oh, but I make time for that. <laughs> Speaking of creep show, I didn't no, notice. No, no, and I confirmed for um, Bo and uh, Duncan that um, yes, any time that lesbians, you know, make someone come, make another woman come, we get a Subaru. Yeah. <laughs> we need to know these answers. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> anyway, we digress there. Talking about Duncan and Bo, who actually will be on a show coming up, hopefully. Yeah, well, that's, that's so the plan. I guess we should really uh, happen. <laughs> try, try to get that scheduled. But I think those were our first recommendations. Do you have uh, another one you want to add before we take our f- break? Um. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, so... So anyway, in preparation, of course, for our big show in um, later this month, I was reading Clive Barker, Books of Blood, Volume 1, and I was reading Midnight Meat Train, that short story. Well, I saw that it was on, I don't know, I don't remember, Hulu or whatever, streaming thing. It's on Hulu or Amazon Prime. It's actually on a couple, it's on, I think it's on both. Okay. Truthfully, I think it's on both. Um, but I saw it on there. So I was like, oh, I threw that on uh, a couple nights ago because I was just like, okay, I just something I've seen before. But also since I had just read this short story, whatever. And, um, and it got me started thinking about trains and movies in like horror movies that have scenes in the subway. And <laughs> okay. as a New Yorker, I started thinking about that, even though in I well, I was going to have a rant about this later, but I guess I can start it now that it, in uh, Midnight Meat Train, this short story, it takes place in New York. But in the movie, it takes place in L.A. Just really? on the yeah. BART or what's the train system in L.A.? I was thinking of the Bay Area. That's the Bay Area, but I forget what it's called. That's stupid. I remember not liking that movie. No, (laughs) there's absolutely no reason for it anyway. um, Yeah. So that bothered me, but (laughs) I resented it. (laughs) But you've got Jacob's Ladder, right? Yes, yes. So I started thinking about horror movies that take place on subway trains or have scenes at least in subway trains. And then I started thinking about Maniac, both the 1980 movie, original movie with Joe Spinell, um, and then the 2012 uh, version with Elijah Wood. Now, that's interesting because the original one takes place in New York, which is perfect 
80s because it takes place it's 1980 and new york was so grimy and everything and what is so perfect at that time was how in horror movies to me is the griming griminess of new york city it just adds to the horror somehow and then like it's a new york city as a character in and of itself in the movie and then you have maniac 2012 i mean i remember when they were redoing that and i'm like how are they going to do it i mean like new york city is not like those times square areas and that kind of thing that's not that kind of it's so much more sanitized and blah blah blah. not that it doesn't have grimy areas of course it still does but um hello pizza rat um (laughs) but it you know it um it's not quite the same. You know, Times Square looks totally different. I mean, you can still find some peep shows around there. Don't get me wrong. I work near, (laughs) I work near some, but, (laughs) but it's totally looks different. It doesn't just look as grimy. And so they said it in, they um, filmed it in LA and LA, their subway system and everything is so much cleaner than New York's, but the way the film was done, it's so much more sanitized and flashy about certain things, and it makes it just as horrifying in a different way. And this like sanitized version of these aspects of LA totally are contrasted to that griminess that was in the original, the griminess of New York that was in the original. And both have these scenes that take place in the subways. And I don't know, it's just always interesting to me to like how cities can play a character in a movie almost. Oh yeah. You know, and, and how cities you walk, you go about your daily business, but there it sure there are real life horrors, but you know, what about what horror can be in your backyard, the city that lives around you, you know, that's, that's kind of, I, I just a different thing. I started thinking about this time of year. Um, usually I'm going for like, like I was saying last year, Oh, usually I'm going for more of my ghost stories and everything, which hence, I mean, you know, I watched the changeling, <laughs> but I also, you know, I've just been thinking about these other ideas. Part, like I said, I was reading the Clive Barker, so it got me started thinking about these other things. So, I yeah, I'm gonna recommend both those Maniac movies. Nice. They're yeah. both excellent in their own way. I still need to see the remake. I've seen the oh. original a few times. Oh my goodness, there are just there are some things that are very unique about each of them. And I like that, but they are very much the same at this core. And it, yeah, I, I think it was, it was, it was a reimagining more than a remake. Right. I mean, you know, it was, it, it, yeah. At the heart, it was the same, but in execution, it was different. And it was its own thing. And it was, I, I it was great for that. Yeah. So that's what I have to say. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And I guess on that note, let's go to break. Um, we will be right back. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Michael oh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. Hey. 
Adrian King. Heather Langenkamp. Amy Steele. That weatherman who saw the cockroach. That, oh my god! You know you wanna let her rip. There. Now don't you feel better? You are now officially a Scream Queen. Come play with the rest of us at www.screamqueens.com. That's Queens with a Z. Or you could subscribe to us on iTunes. Either way. It's gonna be fucking fabulous. The Scream Queen's Horror Podcast. It's where horror gets bent. And, huh? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What? We were both trying to be prepared neither we didn't say why don't you in advance why don't you bring us back in go ahead darren we're both on it but uh uh, i just i just wanted to add before i hand it off to you that i'd also been enjoying rereading the old creep show comics you know i don't do a whole lot with my ipad anymore but comics look pretty fucking sweet on it and uh, the the old creep show, especially the creep shows that they used for the films, are pretty easy to get. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? Um, I have. Well, so I this is a horror movie that is partly comes from. I don't usually go for more slasher type movies. We had this discussion last year. But every once in a while, I just pull out this movie because it's like nostalgia and the fact that it was the first R-rated horror movie I saw, like, without my parents being around. And it was it was a sleep. It was at a sleepover. (laughs) Um, And it's can guess what it is. This movie came out in 1983. Guess what? Okay, 1983. Guess we might have rented at the video store in 83 or 84. A bunch of girls. See, a bunch of girls. Like 10, 11 year old girls. Uh, give me, give me some uh, Jeopardy music. Dun 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 boom boom. <laughs> All um, right. And I have up. let's see. You don't I, have to raise in the form of a question. <laughs> okay, I I could be off a year or so, but I will go with Sleepaway Camp. Exactly. Okay, awesome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. It I I love this movie in the weirdest way because it uh, it is a bit of nostalgia for me. But uh, right down, I mean, just the crazy fucked up shit that goes on in here, where it's like the pedophile cook, you know, kind of like gets boiled in like the big, you know, pot of water or whatever oil and. <laughs> and then the curling iron <laughs> incident I won't describe in detail that you can't you know yes. if you know you know you know you know and then the twist ending of course um which is very interesting in that okay so I actually it, it has a cult following in the lgbtq community interestingly enough um and i know some people have called it transphobic when actually it's a whole much more complicated situation that it, it it's not yeah it's not um anyway 
but this goes this is a recommendation that goes along with this movie recommendation it's a book that is a collection of essays and including some actually about that's kind of that it, you know, examining like the the cult status of this movie amongst the LGBTQ community, but it has a bunch of other essays, and it's called "Examining Sleepaway Camp: An Unauthorized Dissection of the Cult Horror Series," and it's edited by Troy H. Gardner. I really recommend it. That if you are into these movies, or just it's a it's a pretty interesting, well, dissection. I mean, that's really the only way to put it. Because, I mean, the way that they break it down, that some of it is much more, you know, not highbrow academic. It's very accessible. But it is much more thought-provoking than you might expect. And then some of it is, you know, by people who are true, true fans of the genre and of this series. Because it's not just about the first one. It's about the, all of them. And it came out... Um, uh, I'm trying to think if it came out before or after the last film in the series did. It might have come out like right before that. But um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, something different. I, I don't know. I stumbled upon it one day. for I don't know how, but... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm happy I did. <laughs> I was very surprised. You know, I found it for the Kindle, like, you know, six bucks or something. You know, nothing outrageous. And yeah. Cool. Yeah, I definitely recommend that. Um, do you have anything else to recommend? Uh, presently, that's that's basically my list. I'm I'm uh doing the doing the horror shows and going back through the comics i guess uh if you're listening to this right now and you really like doing anything related to charlie brown there's a graphic novel called weapon brown i don't know if i've ever talked about it before but i probably have but I it's think hmm? did you mention it here or on your show i know I, you and I have spoken before together and you've mentioned it. I, I think I might have mentioned it here when we were doing one of our graphic novels uh, because it's uh, maybe 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 when uh, we were talking with Bo last about graphic novels. But anyway, it's post-apocalyptic Charlie Brown and other comics. They're all in the same world, but, you know, this time of year we talk about the Great Pumpkin and the graphic novel, or when it was a comic series, that starts out pretty quickly with, imagine Linus in a post-apocalyptic wasteland still worshipping the Great Pumpkin as an adult. And it goes from there. Uh, other than that, yeah, okay. that's, that's to you. Okay. That's interesting. It's by yeah, Jason I, Youngbluth. I think he did uh, Why the Last Man or mm -hmm. Deep Fried. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's about it. That's about all I got. Okay. Well, I have another book I want to recommend. Um, I don't want to just throw out movie recommendations. But in, last year I recommended the film, but I've been going back over the last few years and really – trying to read uh, like if there are different movies that I've really enjoyed over the years I've really been and it's based on a book or a short story or something I've been really trying to go back and read the source material or the inspiration uh -huh. and I read this actually a couple years ago or whatever but uh, I didn't I don't think I mentioned it when I did my recommendation last year, I just did recommended the film, but um, it's psycho by Robert block, uh, 1959. And, you know, we know Norman Bates, blah, 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 and all that, but it's actually different in the book. Um, I will say I actually like the Hitchcock interpretation of Norman Bates better. Uh, 
uh, maybe it's how also Anthony Perkins played him. I, I don't know, but, um, there are just some differences and it's, but it's interesting. It's still very interesting, you know, and it's like I said, I, I enjoy going back and trying to read, you know, if there's a film that I really enjoy, I'm kind of, I've gotten on that kick of just, okay, so where did this come from? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, and usually we do have an instance where the, you know, the book is better. But, I mean, I, I'm not going to make up everybody. I'm not going to say, oh, this is definitively, you know, this is an instance where the film is better. You know, maybe another someone's going to go read the book and think that's better. They like that interpretation of Norman better. But, um... I don't know. Maybe I'm blinded by my my love of Hitchcock. It's entirely possible. <laughs> His films, that is. Uh, <laughs> he was a difficult man. Uh, uh, yes. So, yeah. So I'm going to recommend that book. Cool. Quickly. And then one last thing before we go. I So I'm an insomniac uh, sometimes. And... When I was a kid, I think I, I think I've maybe mentioned this before. My dad was reading me like Edgar Allan Poe and stuff, just bedtime stories. You know, I didn't get normal, you know, nice sweet fairy tales. <laughs> Got Edgar Allan Poe, um, but so now what I've started getting into a habit of is listening when I am trying to go to sleep. Um, I will listen to podcasts based on that are basically replays of old radio plays. And there's one specifically called the horror, um, exclamation point, um, put out by relic radio that, and they, it's a, they have like a collection of different, um, episodes from different radio shows, like lights out and um, uh, uh, the Hermit's Cave, and uh, suspense, and CBS Mystery Theater, and all these different things. And you'll you know you hear all these different actors in them. Some that were regular like stage actors and radio actors, but then you'll have some larger name actors like Vincent Price and Peter Lorre or. Boris Karloff, um, E.G. Marshall, who was in Creepshow, <laughs> goes back to, you know, uh, is, was in a whole, was he, he was, he hosted the, I think the actually CBS Mystery Theater for years. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, you know, it's kind of a nice thing to, if you like it, you know, they're not scary, scary, but they're just. It's kind of, oh, yeah, it's kind of like hearing a nice little, like, bedtime story. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel from, I mean, for me it is, but that's, yeah. I mean, that's part of, like, ah, oh, it calms me down. So it's very soothing, That I mean, at least for me. But it's, if you're into any of those kind of stories or love them, particularly, like, as a kid, there's, I mean, you could, it, they're still very, they're not, they don't feel like they're pandering towards children. You know what I mean? Like, unlike some of those, some, you know, episodes of things, but these are, feel like actual, still family, you know, horror and suspense and, you know, thriller type, you know, ghost stories mostly. You know, there wasn't a lot, there were not a lot of murder, but some of it is in there. You know, yeah, and you'll and some of it is actually based on more traditional um, stories or, oh, it's a retelling of even a Hitchcock film. I think I I think they had one on there that was the radio play version of some early Hitchcock film, you know. So, yeah, it's just something nice. And, and you know, they're usually around a half an hour. So nice and quick. Uh, yeah, they're never more than an hour. 
Yeah. That's, I guess that's, a, I guess where we can wrap up. Um, I mean, like we said last year, both of us, I think, could really go on and on. We like horror and the genre enough. Here's the hundred things we watch and listen to in October. Right. But I think we're, we're trying to yeah, restrain ourselves and just not overwhelm people, for one. But, yeah, to keep it manageable because there is so much out there for you to consume. <laughs> As you can tell, we're, we're having the hard time of figuring out what we're watching next <laughs> ourselves. So, you know. Still waiting another couple days for the next episode of Wu Tang and American Saga, but I've been really yeah. loving that show. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the first episode. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's still fun. I had to bring up a cheat sheet because everybody's still using their regular names. Right. I'm like, I don't know who you are, Robert. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um. Anyway, sorry, David. there's a lot of that in this episode sorry david yeah sorry david but did we we still need to wrap up sorry we just kind of went off on a side tangent of not halloweeny things yeah well like i said we haven't done one of these referral slips in a long time and so it feel we feel like we kind of need to recommend some other things, but there's just there's so much out there right now. It's just overwhelming, and that's been part of my problem why I hadn't gotten into what we do in the shadows. I mean, truthfully. Yeah. Oh, but you've got to. Yeah, we've got to go soon so you can check that out. I'm I'm close to the end of the new season of Big Mouth. I don't know if you oh, watched that. I love that show. <laughs> They've got I just, one. I just got one of my friends into that. <laughs> okay. Nick, I just heard Nick Kroll say that somewhere in the season, they've got an episode where the kids put on a musical based on disclosure. disclosure? Yeah. The Michael Douglas and Demi Moore film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did I you think... hear that? How did this get made? I did. Yeah. They were, uh, t- he was talking about it when they were covering that film. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So I'm pretty close to that, I think. Uh, I'm quite a few episodes in. But anyway, that was our Halloween October referral slip from the VD Clinic. If you're listening to this in real time, look forward to the next episode. Our official Halloween episode is Tales from the Hood from 1994-ish, I'm guessing. I, I... yeah, I didn't look I it up before we, before I know. we did this, but um, no. and the first volume of Clive Barker's The Books of Blood. Yes, exactly. VD yeah. Clinic Pod and all your favorite places, or VD Clinic Podcast if you want to type it all out. Right. See you soon. Exactly. You. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of the VD Clinic. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us at Twitter at VD Clinic Pod or reach us via email at VDClinicPod at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group, VD Clinic Podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback, suggestions, and more. Remember it right, and we had just gotten back off tour last night. So the gang and I thought that it would be groovy if we summon up the posse and dumb rush the movies. I got Angie, Jeff got Tina, Ready Rock got some girl I've never seen in my life. That was alright because the lady was chill. Then we dipped to the theater, set to film. We saw Elm Street, and man, it was death. And everything seemed alright when we left. But when I got home and laid down to sleep. Began the nightmare, but on my street.
my room like an oven. My bed soaked with sweat, and man, I was bugging. I checked the clock, it had stopped at 12.30. It had melted, it was so darn hot, and I was thirsty. I went downstairs to grab some juice or a Coke, flipped the TV off, and then I almost choked when I heard this awful voice coming from behind. It said, Man, I ain't even wait to see who it was. Broke outside in my drawers and screamed so long, cuz. Got halfway up the block, I calmed down and stopped screaming. Then thought, oh, I get it, I must be dreaming. I strolled back home with a grin on my grill. I figured since this is a dream, I might as well get ill. I walked in the house, the big, bad, fresh prince. But Freddy killed all that noise real quick. He grabbed me by my neck and said, Here's what we'll do. We got a lot of work here, me and you. The souls of your friends, you and I will claim. I said, yo, Fred, I think you got me all wrong. I ain't partners with nobody with nails that long. Look, I'll be honest, man, this team won't work. The girls won't be on you, Fred, your face is all burned. I pat him on the shoulder, said, thanks for stopping by. Then I opened up the door and said, take care, guy. He got mad, drew back his arm, and slashed my shirt. I laughed at first and thought, hold up, that hurt. It wasn't a dream, man, this guy was for real. I said, Freddy, uh, how it's been an awful mistake here. Words and then I darted upstairs, crashed through my door, then jumped on my bed. Pulled the covers up over my head, said, Oh, please do something with Fred. He jumped on my bed, went through the covers with his claws, tried to get me. But my alarm went off and then silence. It was a whole new day, I thought. <laughs> I wasn't scared of him anyway, until I noticed those rips in my sheets, and that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street. Oh! <laughs> 